Like, it was like, oh, is it cold in LA? Yeah, you know, uh, when it's like, what, 63 degrees. It's, oh my it's, God. You know, it's, it's freezing. I got to get hoodie. You know, I'm used to the higher temperatures than this at this point. 63 degrees, uh, might as well be snow. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Something to Marvel About, a podcast where we discuss and dissect the week's MCU releases. My name's English Dave, and helping me break out Zemo is my co-host Rocket Mike. What's up? Let's do it. What's up? Let's do it. Let's not, let's do it. Not tell anyone. Let's just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Government doesn't need to know. It's fine. We're here to talk episode three of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, titled Power Broker, to find the source of the super 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 super. super there's a lot of s's like super soldier serum hey i was just thinking that i'm like how do they keep a straight face like what do you know where these copies of the super soldier serum i'm like super soldier you guys serum. Are experts right at these tongue twisters i don't they probably have to like do at least five different exercises before they even start filming <laughs> to find the source of the super serious <laughs> <laughs> that's why they get paid the big bucks to find the source of the super soldier serum, Sam and Bucky must scale a ladder of low life starting in Mandrapore with Zemo. I've been excited about this episode since the tease of the last episode of this guy right right here mm, in my yeah, in my yeah. background. For those who are watching, those who are listening, maybe you should watch. <laughs> <laughs> right. Longtime listeners would know that uh, I'm in love with Zemo. Zemo's been a favorite of mine from the comic book days, from the time it was announced he was going to be a villain in Civil War. From his portrayal by Daniel Brühl in Civil War, I love Zemo. So I was excited that not only was he back, but his portrayal of Daniel Brühl. I mean, his portrayal of Daniel Brühl? No, Daniel Brühl's portrayal <laughs> of Zemo. <laughs> People betrayed Daniel Brühl, not the other way around. Right. All right. Character takes over the actor. I really like this episode, Mike. Uh, I think this episode not only gave us like full Zemo as we've been wanting to see him fully. Also yeah, reminding that's... people that uh, 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 Zemo was a, a decorated war general. So he's got, he's got some skills. I was going to say, I'm like, have they not gotten into that fact yet? Is that going to stay in the MCU? I mean, again, we see him doing some kick-ass fight skills. So this is true. This is the first time we've seen him in action like that. Exactly. Usually he's been all kind of like intellect. And exactly. Just planning. And this just reminds you that he may be an intellect, but he can also uh, put up his dukes. He just knew, he just knows who he can't fight. Again, in 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 Civil War, he literally says, "Stronger men have tried to take down the Avengers and they failed." So he knew yeah. a one-on-one -on -one fight. That's not the way to go against the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what I like about uh, this episode is that it finally allows Daniel Brühl to take it to eleven with Zima, and I fucking love it. Mm -hmm. You know, because and I think he he just because he owns it. And he yeah. does take it's not it's not it's not a, a subdued character very much no no there's like have fucking fun and enjoy it you know what do you think as an actor what do you think of daniel Brühl's portrayal now like really getting to own it as opposed to a few minutes of time in the movie i love him in for one everything i've seen him in mm -hmm. nails it and he's it's he's not the same at all he definitely has a typecast mm -hmm. you know um but he definitely plays this very likable villain Mm -hmm. so well and, and like and everything i've seen him mean, he's not always a villain obviously but he definitely always has that demeanor it's the reason why he's cast this way um but he definitely he doesn't play the villain mm -hmm. which is a common mistake 
when people are cast as bad guys. You know, they're like, all right, well, I have these strong intentions. I'm like, no, as a villain in your mind, you are not the bad guy. Mm -mm. You just have a very stern stance on your personal, you know, uh, moral compass. Mm -hmm. And you, you live by that. And so while the views of everyone else may differ, it doesn't change you. And now, mm -hmm. even though you're labeled as that, yeah, you own it. But at, at the same time, you don't see yourself as the bad guy. Mm -hmm. You see everyone else as the Avengers are the bad guys. The Avengers are the villains of this mm -hmm. story for him. And, 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 and that's the thing, right? It's not just the Avengers. In the case of Zemo, he's very much right because he doesn't, he doesn't, he's, he, you know, he, he doesn't care good guys or bad guys. You have powers and you're creating an army of powered people. I don't like that. Right. You know, Red Skull, Avengers, what, it's the same thing to me. Yep. You know, Hydra. And thing is, he was right because Hydra Shield is the same thing to me. It was the same thing. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the fact that nobody could tell for like 50 years that it was the same thing uh, <laughs> proves his point. Right. You know, you know, like uh, like the fact that, you know, we find out later on in the episode that uh, Sokovia doesn't exist anymore because of actions, because of the Avengers. You could say, oh, no, it was Ultron who did it. Who created Ultron? Hmm? Mm -hmm. hmm? I'll wait. The Avengers, <laughs> an Avenger created Ultron. So it's like either way, it comes back to the Avengers. It comes back to the fact that, you know, why do the Power Broker and, 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 and the Flag Smashers, why do they have Super Soldier Serum? Why? Because the American government and the good, so-called good guys were experimenting with Super Soldier Serum in the first place. If you weren't doing that, if you didn't create Captain America, there would be no super soldier serum. There wouldn't be this thing. That's how Zemo sees it. So it all ties back to it doesn't matter who's using it. You all shouldn't be using it. And I agree with him, you know, on it's that a very level. common thing of having a very high power, high weapon and turning around. Actually, let me take that back. Taking a very strong, powerful thing, item. I'm always mm -hmm. going to refer back to Lord of the Rings. You know where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. so, and thinking that you can use it for good. Yes. When, if it meant, if it was ever meant for any kind of destruction, it was always going to be, that 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 was going to be its fate. Yes. Like that was nobody, its fate. nobody should have it. Right. No one should it's, have it's, it. It's like nuclear weapons. You can't just, all oh, the bad guys have it. Yeah. So do the so-called good guys. Nobody should have it. Yeah. It should be, it should be. But eventually it, it's like, it, you know, worst case scenarios happen, it gets stolen, mm -hmm. and then now your worst nightmares have come true. That's what that's what this narrative is, right? Because yeah. what started off as a government experiment with this Dr. Erskine and Captain America is now out in the streets, you know, 70 years later, 70 plus years later with, with the flag smashes. If you, mm -hmm. again, if you trace it back, that's it's it was stuff that was started that ended up leaking out there. Anyway, the episode opens up with a com every time I see this com this commercial, I keep thinking of because I've watched this episode twice. Mm -hmm. I keep thinking of of One Division, yeah, because of the commercials there. And I'm like, yeah, is this yeah, another yeah. Hydra commercial? <laughs> You're like really trying to pick it apart, analyzing, and but then after, after One Division, I'm kind of like taking a break from that. I'm like, just give it to me, just feed me. I'm right. not going to look too deep into it. Just let it play out. <laughs> it, it does beg the question for me, though, because, um, again, we, we're introduced to the GRC. The GRC has been mentioned a couple of times in previous episodes. The global the global blah, 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 the global <laughs> repatriation council, I should say. And the idea is that they're the ones that take care of everyone who has been blipped back and, you know, 
get them reacclimatized to the world in terms of social security and the fact that everything was cancelled because everyone thought you were dead. They are the bad guys as far as the flag smashes are concerned because, you know, you understand that... I, I actually start to understand why... The, the, the I think we spoke on it last week as well, why the flag smashes are... They have sympathizers. You know, like we said last week, people had an easier life before when, when half the population had disappeared. Everyone could have... Uh, 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 education everybody could have food everybody could have housing everyone could have access to healthcare. everybody and so like as soon as everyone gets comes back they're all displaced so of course the flag smashers are going to be pissed and they and they have uh sympathizers but i like the idea of seeing not steve cap he starts seeing his true colors again mike when he asks the flag the, the, the sympathizers for help and he's like do you know who i am yeah that was a bit of an ego trip there right and i think that speaks to that speaks to to how different he is from Steve, right? Oh, 100%. Steve always tried to live up to to the ideals of what's been bestowed on him. You know, the gifts that have been bestowed on him. He's been given the shield, he's been given these powers, he's been given this costume. And what does that symbolize? And he never saw himself as, as someone that deserves it, but someone who has to continue to live, live up to it. This guy, he's like, I've worked hard, I've trained hard, I've done what I need, I deserve this. Do you know who the fuck I am? It's very different types of personalities there. And it's it, kind it. of a, a bit of a privilege. It's almost like <laughs> it's like a kid going up to be like, you know who my dad is, you know who my right. father is, what he could do, or something. Right, it's right. Just embodying that now. Mm -hmm. And it's more than just earning your way there, right? It's like you're there. What do you do with it? it? You know, it reminds you of someone like Trump. You know, someone like Trump becoming president was just to check off the list, not to do the job. Is to be like, mm -hmm. look what I did. I won the election. I did this. I worked hard. I'm the president. Yeah. Respect me. Not for like the first uh, year and a half. That's all I ever talked about was right? on the list. I'm like, dude, you've won. Okay, great. Okay, Move now on. what? Do the job. Exactly. It's about you've been given this position. It's not. It's not a, 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 a prize to win. It's an honor to have, so that you can now do the work that's needed to do. You know, you're doing a job. Yeah. You're working for the people, and that's how Steve always saw this. He, Steve saw this that he worked for the people. That's why in the movies he always goes against the government. Because for him, it's not about the government. It's about doing what's needed for the people, not what the government asks him to do. Um, speaking of doing things that against, against the government, uh, I love when um, Bucky goes to meet Zemo when he breaks him out of the prison, and Zemo uh, tries to use the trigger words on him. And I love... <laughs> yeah. Fun fact, actually... Um, uh, what's his name? Sebastian Stan says every time he goes out in public, people try and use the trigger words on him. <laughs> I've been, uh, it's ever since that article came out yeah. with yeah, Sebastian Stan explaining that, uh, there's been videos on TikTok of clips have come out with people, you know, like, do you, and like, he's like in France, it's like, do you recognize this book? You know? And it's like this, this red book, he's like, I don't know that red book. And she's like, nine. 17 freak he's like i don't know he's like ah he like fucks with them you know but, uh, <laughs> he, he's just kind of like i don't know what we're talking about it's not going to happen no no, uh, no so no. he plays along with it I but love it's like he plays it's, along the, the evidence is now out there like there's yeah. actual videos of it and it's so funny he just plays along <laughs> what i like about that moment as well though is that it ties into a later moment um because bucky says to him those words don't work you can't control me anymore mm-hmm Later on in the episode, when Zima's convinced them that they have to play other roles, what does Zima do? He controls him and has him activate, has him act as the Winter Soldier. So activate. it's like, 
But either way, you're still doing the job that needs to be done. Sure. So but it, I'm just saying, like, it plays on the idea because again, Zemo even mentions that that um, he kind of fell on that really too easily. You know, he kind of fell back on that kind of kicking ass Winter Soldier vibe way too quickly, way too easily. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like Zemo's like pulling strings to try and say, is it still inside you though? Really? Yeah. Yeah, no, I believe it too. And again, I, I think... Honestly, that, it's, it's it. still there. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be my theory. I mean, there's a reason why this show is called Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right, right. And that's the yeah, thing now, I think... And now I Bucky. Think, <laughs> I don't think Zemo's trying to poke at the bear. It's like, eh, yeah, eh. I think he's going to somehow eh. find another way to get it out of him. He's a smart guy. You know? Oh, speaking of that, actually, the book he's reading in prison is a book by uh, Mach- Machiavelli. And it, in general, it just speaks on how um, you can use tactics and politics to get your way without people realizing. Like, mm. of, of course, Zemo's reading. Oh, of that course book. he would. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be a very dangerous politician. Are you kidding? Right, right. Oh my God. Yeah. And especially because, like, in, in the, when he meets them on Bucky, he understands he's like, you guys are desperate. So he knows that they need him. Yeah. On top of everything. So it's like, I don't need you. You need me. Oh, yeah. They put him. him in the jail in the first place. So, like, <laughs> right. now you want to take him out. Right. I love, I love how Sam, um, Bucky doesn't quite tell Sam how, that he broke him out already. And just like how the revelation <laughs> yeah. happens. What did you do? <laughs> what did you do? Just here to check out some cars, man. It's okay. <laughs> nice, right? I love that. Um, how, how would you break him out? Well, you know, if some prisoners started to randomly start fighting, why would prisoners randomly start fighting? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. If they happen to be. <laughs> I'm assuming would happen at a very specific time. I thought of. What we get next, though, is, again, we get a little touch on the Flag Smashers. Of course, we have to give them the tragic moment and show that they're bad guys, but maybe they didn't start off some that way. Um, again, we find out information that they have been finding, um, kind of trying to get uh, food and supplies for those who have been displaced because the GRC is not paying attention to them. And, in fact, hoarding food. We find out later they're hoarding food and supplies. And, and, and uh, we see that Carly, her, I'm assuming it's her mother, who's dying yeah. and, and and she she dies and he's someone that she clearly cares for again in the comics carly's actually i think it's carl it's a guy and he does um what triggers him is the death of his his wife i believe uh but this kind of takes it in a different level again i like what they're setting up with this character here with carly she's going down this path and i'm interested to see where they take it but before that mandrapore this is a very famous place in the comics, usually associated with Wolverine. And if it wasn't for the fact that WandaVision already came out and taught us to kind of scale back expectations, fans would have been going nuts over mm-hmm. this location. <laughs> we needed WandaVision and to just, set this up and right. <laughs> get us to chill the fuck out. Like fans would have been like, oh my God, we're going to see Wolverine. Oh my God, the power broker is Wolverine confirmed and X-Men universe is tied in. People would have been gone crazy. And I'm glad it's like, no, I think they're just using the location because it's familiar, but it's got, they're not, it doesn't mean Wolverine. But we do have some fun with, with, with um, Sam as the smiling tiger because Zemo convinces them that they have to be in disguise. And apparently, Sam has a lookalike uh, around known as the smiling tiger. I love, I love where he's like, I look like a pimp. And Zemo's like, only an American would assume a fashion forward black man would look like a pimp. The sophistic- you're the sophisticated, charming African rake named Conrad Mack. 
aka the smiling tiger i was like yes emo <laughs> look at him <laughs> i skipped a part before we get to mandrapur we get one other thing that we've been waiting for at least fans of zemo have been waiting for he confirms his title as baron zemo comic book fans would know that that is his name in the comics he is baron zemo along lines of barons who in the comics like baron zemo existed during world war ii as a foe for captain america and the modern day one is like his great-grandson so it's like a family mm. family thing so that's again that's why he's baron zemo and he has a butler and he's an orphan and everything was destroyed he is marvel's batman in another universe right as far as i'm concerned zemo's like, closest if, thing. I, if you didn't look at me as a bad guy i'd be a great <laughs> asset but right right it's like he's, he's on he's probably at like equivalent to stark and his fortune you know? right right i think i think it's probably, if it's probably a better fighter probably a better fighter because yeah, Stark was true. Not, not that trained. You know, he got a bit of training, but... He, he got was... more training. Yes. Just being around fighters. Yes, This yes. guy has had the best training around. Military like training. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, on top on top of military training, probably other training, you know, and, and anything he needed to do for his plans. He's, like he's a person... man. Yeah. Right? He's a committed guy. Committed guy. It does make sense how he was able to do so much research into Hydra in mm-hmm. Civil War. I'm like, this guy, he, he, it sounds like he like dedicated his life, mm-hmm. or at least like, you know, post family life, should mm-hmm. I say, mm-hmm. uh, uh, to learning everything about this. It took him years. I'm like, mm-hmm. that you must have been just, you don't do anything else. You mm-hmm. don't need to because he's all funded. Yep. And yep. now it, it paints a much clearer picture now. Yeah, mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, in Mandrapur, we get we see signs around. I like the design of Mandrapur. They're kind of like neon set city. It's kind mm-hmm. of futuristic, but not too futuristic. I think the cinematography of, of of that location looked really, really nice. Kind of like a Blade Runner feel to it a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. I like the signs as well that you constantly remind us of the power broker is watching. That's the mystery. I feel like that's the, the at least the core mystery of, of this show right now is who is the power broker? Not necessarily a big mystery, but just the idea of this mysterious figure in the background looming. Um, they have to meet up with Zemo's contact, Selby. And I like how they have to force Sam to drink a Smiling Tiger's favorite drink. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. It's my favorite. What's the craziest drink you have seen? That I've seen. Or you know of? I do. I think there is, there is like a, a tequila with like a, you know, like like same thing. It was like a worm. They like there's mm-hmm. like an actual like little scorpion in there. Um, that that's that's it's not too much because it's like obviously they're not gonna. I haven't seen anything that would you know hurt anyone. Hmm. Uh, that the way that was prepped though, I'm like, well, this guy is about to find <laughs> a great job at Williamsburg because he's about to like just all right. You want the special? All right, cuts open a. Live snake there for yeah, you. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> the people be lining up for that. They're like, I don't care if it kills me. That's just the experience I want. All right. I loved when when they walked into the bar and everyone's like, Winter Soldier, is that the Winter Soldier? Oh shit. You know, like he still has that reputation, the the Winter Soldier. People kind people of know the truth yet. It's like, oh shit. It's him. Like and 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 even if they do know the truth. He can still kick ass. You know, he's still a force to be reckoned with. True. <laughs> you know, They're like, like, he might have snapped out of it, but <laughs> he can still... ain't like Bane in, in like Batman and Robin where it's like, oh, the, the, right. the tube has been unplugged and now he's like... I'm weak now. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just less savage, yes. 
but it's yeah. and even that that we find out in this scene that that's just you know that means nothing to be less savage because uh when 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 they try to question zemo zemo quote unquote like calls out winter soldier on him and yeah. he just kicks ass and that's why I, I I called to earlier on. You know, it's like either way, Zemo got you to beat people up, regardless of if the trigger words worked or not. Zemo got his way, and it's like Zemo somehow, somehow, these manip- manipulating ways will find ways to be technically get his way. And after the fight, you, you know, you see, uh, you see Sam check in on him. You know, yes, he's like, "Yeah, all right." He's like, "Oh yeah," he's like, just brushes it off a little bit, but he almost. I don't know if it was on purpose, you know, uh, with, um, you know, with his acting, but he seemed like he kind of like he got that off his chest. Oh know? yes. Oh, it was 100%. like, Oh, I've been waiting to do that. You know, 100%. in a way, and, and, you know, you go back to the second episode and he's going through therapy and he's not necessarily very comfortable talking about it, but he seems like very comfortable with like physical therapy mm-hmm. and not in that way, but you know, it's kind of like, no, I just need to punch someone in the face and I'll feel better. <laughs> and, and you have to remember with his actual therapy, he's not supposed to hit people. So, of course, he's, there's that, that much more pent-up aggression because he's yeah, not yeah. supposed to. And he's like, Ugh. And then this way, he's like, well, it wasn't me. It was me playing a role. It doesn't count, right? right. <laughs> um, oh, also, I noticed somebody was filming it. Did you notice that? during the fight scene that somebody was they made point to show show someone with a cell phone camera filming these events and uh after last week of seeing bucky get arrested for like not going to missing his therapy session what's going to happen to see him beating people up again part of the mandated therapy is that he's not supposed to harm anyone oh so this might come back to bite him uh i can see the episode the season ending with bucky in prison or something like that oh that would hurt me too much like he can't go back to prison. <laughs> Even if he did, you know you gotta see him get out of there. Of course, of course. Um, Selby gives them information about uh, the doctor who has recreated the super soldier serum, Wilfred Nagel, but that's not before Sam's phone calls because idiot didn't put his phone on silent. Like, come on, Sam. <laughs> like, come on, Sam. <laughs> like with the most obnoxious uh, ringtone as well, dude. Right, you know? right. Like you couldn't even put it on. Was it on vibrate? I don't even know if it was. On no, it rang. It, it actually. Yeah, rang. I was gonna say. Like, you couldn't even put it on silent. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't even on, have Sam. a phone in the first place. And I like how it's done because you think, okay, he's gonna get away with it, and she's like, okay, I gotta go, Sam. Like, ah, oh, literally uh, the last word you said. <laughs> really kept the whole conversation so vague. <laughs> right. <laughs> Until the last word, literally. I was like, ah, oh. I have a theory with the sister. I think somehow, somehow, somehow she's going to get caught up with the flag smashes through some of the, 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 the work they're doing to help people. Cause I think mm-hmm. she understands she, her story is understanding. Like I had to suffer through those five years and make yeah. things work. I finally found my footing and then suddenly everyone came back again and I got upended again. I think she's going to connect with the flag smashes in that way. Not quite realizing what they're doing on the other end, but I think she'll be connected to them. And that's something that Sam will have to deal with. That's just my theory based on absolutely nothing. Nah, um, you're right. It's good. Before uh, Selby's people and everyone can take out Sam, Selby is assassinated. Boom, taken out. And uh, suddenly they all have to run, though Sam can't run in these heels. <laughs> <laughs> so the way he said that, I'm like, right. I, wouldn't, I, I did a double check. I'm like, how 
tall are those shoes? <laughs> right. Well, he said, these heels. You know? I want to see them. I wanted to see a close-up of the heels. We right, didn't see like, a close-up. again now. I got right. to right. episode again now. I can imagine it be the crocodile kind of skin style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this moment when, when everyone started getting the text messages saying that all oh, this hit put out on, on them, I was like, this feels very John Wick. And I was like, even the world feels very John Wick. Yeah. And even when Sharon comes and starts kicking ass, even her fight scenes, some of the most brutal fight scenes I have to say, by the way, in Marvel that I've seen, I feel like we haven't really paid attention to how brutal the fights are. We're seeing blood on knives and people being impaled by by poles and shit. Well, the the, the Snyder cut came out. So uh, they're like, guys, we gotta catch up a little bit. <laughs> DC's making us uh, look like actual Disney characters now. So, uh. well, the funny thing is, I was doing research for the pod- podcast, and I found out something funny, Mike, that makes complete sense. This episode was written by the creator of John Wick, Derek Colstead. <laughs> so it's like of course <laughs> makes a lot of sense there it, is, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just a coincidence it was by design and I think that he needs to do a Sharon Carter solo series just every episode I think he could do a great job with, with that kind of character I'm going to be nitpicky here okay. and uh, I might piss some people off but go for it I have not it's, it, and this is just more of like just from an acting standpoint, I have not been a fan of uh, this actress. I'm so sorry if there is some kind of like noise in the back. I'm like, my dishwasher is going off at the wrong time. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I have not enjoyed her performance uh, ever since Civil War. I, I, I'll, I'll say this. Just, I agree in the movies. I think, I don't think the character has been either the acting or the writing, I don't know what it is, but I don't think I've connected to the character as much as they've wanted me to in the movies. Yeah. and Because yeah, clearly the movies want, I think the movies wanted us to connect with her more. And I don't think they did as good a job. So I right. agree with that. But I think yeah. this one is kind of, they, I can see them making more of an effort in this series to try and be like, okay. She just has always seemed kind of like just like one note, you know, okay. which is kind of like, all right, guys. Here's here's everything that needs to happen. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. A, B, C is going on. And we only have D and E to go with. And uh, <laughs> anyway, here's a gun and try to keep up. All right, oh, I'll see what I can do. You know, it's just it's always just kind of like uh, it's it's always like this kind of like slightly exasperated, but it's still not believable for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that's um, I, I think it plays into the. I guess they found ways to make it work because I think it plays into where the character is right now in terms of the MCU. She's very uh, uh, pessimistic as opposed to before where she was very optimistic. She's the one that kind of gave the speech at her aunt's or great great aunt's uh, uh, funeral yeah. where she was like, you know, if the world says move, say no, you move. You know, she's the one that helped, like she says here, she helped Steve and, and Sam get their shield and uh, wings from the government when they were on the run, which is why... She is still on the run. I like that narrative, though, where because so many things happened between Civil War and Thanos coming and all this stuff happening and the blip and everyone coming back, everyone's like, oh, we got pardoned. And she's like, yeah, uh, but you forgot about me. Hello. I'm still <laughs> on the run. You were on the run. You've been pardoned. I'm still on the run. 
I can't go to my family. I can't do this. I can't do that. See how forgettable she is? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, you were, you were on the run, too. I'm sorry. We forgot about you. I just, uh, I don't know. Once uh, you helped us out in Civil War, but, I thought but like I that think, was it. But I think it also plays into something we talked about in WandaVision as well, though. Like, after Vision's body got destroyed, they just left it for the government just to take. That's like, true. Like, nobody too. cared. Yeah, yeah. Like nobody thought, hey, where's Vision's body? You know, but I think that's that's those are the things we're going to see reoccurring throughout the MCU over the next few uh, projects, where it's like so many things happened and everyone's focused on themselves. I blipped, I came back. Sorry, I forgot to check up on you. You know, like it, it, there's so many things people are dealing with that you, you just assume that oh, everybody got pardoned. Okay, well everyone's good. You know, because you didn't check up on everyone. You're like, oh, you got pardoned, you got pardoned. Okay, I'm good. You didn't think to look. Oh, did did. Did Sharon get pardoned? Did anyone check up on her? Oh, shit. But for me, it just shows to, it's just goes to show that these characters are flawed and characters should be flawed. I don't like when characters are written as perfect. It's just these little things that make them feel real. You know, Bucky forgetting to go back to his court-mandated therapy and getting arrested for that. That feels like a real character that exists outside of when we're watching them on screen. You know? And I think that's, mm. that's what makes it work really, really well. Um, She's become a, an art hustler. She has stolen art. What is she doing? A lot of people that suggest she might be working for the power broker. Uh, at least working because she, she's doing something in the background that didn't involve them. She just happened to cross their paths. So it's like, yeah, what has she got going on? Definitely something. Again, like, you know what? My hesitations might be justified. You know, she actually might be playing the character exactly how it's supposed to be done. Yes. Maybe the way I'm feeling about it is the fact that. Yeah, I don't necessarily. It's it's not so much that I don't. I think the reason I don't believe her is less you, about yeah. her portrayal as a character, but more of like her character itself. You don't I trust don't it. Trust her. Uh, there's something I, underneath. Yeah, it went under the radar in some yeah. war because we didn't yeah. get a chance to really know. <laughs> now, it's like there's a lot that is being held back. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Anyway, so there you go. Sorry. In the comics, she is, she is portrayed as a good character, but I will say Marvel's not against changing the comics, and I like them when they change the comics. And in the comics, even though she's quote-unquote a good person, she was responsible for killing Captain America, and you found out later that someone mind-controlled her into killing Captain America. And then you find out later that he wasn't actually killed. She shot him with a time travel bullet, and he was sent in back in time, and it's all this comic book things. Anyway. Comic book things. We're graced with a beautiful scene of Zemo dancing. I don't know if that was planned or not. He was just kind of like, I'm just going to be myself. I'm just Fine. dance. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a good dancer, but I'm not trying too hard. Some you're you're just vibing, man. It's just fine. vibing. And that's yeah. great. That's great. Um, we meet Wilfred in a secret container, and we find out a lot of information about what's happened since Dr. Erskine in Captain America First Avenger, played by uh, Stanley Tucci. You forget, he's in the, he was in the MCU. Um created the formula and was killed not long after. So you have to remember that a lot of things that came out after that, including the Incredible Hulk and Abomination, they were trying to recreate the Super Soldier program and failed. But apparently, um, this guy Wilfred had actually perfected the serum when he got a blood sample from Isaiah. um, Remember Isaiah a couple episodes ago, the CIA provided him with the sample and he actually perfected it but was blipped. When he came back, the program was abandoned and he was hired by the power broker. And I like what he says there, that he perfected it because it doesn't add bulk or disformation, like bulk like Captain America or disformations like the Hulk. Mm. You could look skinny but still have the strength, you know, like Carly. 
And I like right. that kind of addition to that. I was like, oh, I like that. I like. I that. was really ready for the doctor himself to mm. like come up and just start kicking ass. He's true. Like, you wouldn't see it from anyone, and they just <laughs> pops him in the face. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but that's so true. That would have been pretty cool. But, well, too late now. Again, the aforementioned fight scene with Sharon. I think they've done a great job with her ass kicking skills. Good. Yeah, and like wait, oh, I just like all the moves that she does. I was just like, damn, damn, oh shit. And of course, Zemo doing what Zemo does kills the good old Doctor Mister Wilfred because Zemo's like, no more super soldiers. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, did this surprise anybody? <laughs> right. <laughs> this was his objective. All right. 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 <laughs> I, I I love the fight, the fire fight, the fight scene. Well, not the fight scene, like the gunfight afterwards. He, it's very rare we see gunfights in the MCU, but True. I liked it. It's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, again, very John Wick style. Mm-hmm. And I like when Sam's like, I thought you were going to go left. And they start arguing. <laughs> and play. Have you not seen a movie? <laughs> <laughs> and while they're arguing, again, we spoke about this before. Zemo kicks some ass with his skills. I love, puts the mask on. The mask looks good. I like it. I think it works. That was going to be my question to you, since you are very familiar with the comic. Is this yes. the trademark? Yes. Okay. The ma- very much. Again, this is a, the whole costume. Is, is a redesign based on an homage. In recent comics in the last 10 or so years, they updated it to more like a military look. But mm. then this one kind of fused both the old and new by adding the trench coat and then the fur to the collar. Because the fur was like on the shoulder blades in the comic. It had like fur-lined shoulder blades and weird thing. I think they've done a great job. I like how they've padded it on the inside. Yeah. yeah. How it looks I, like I, I do like that look too. And I was wondering how, because it seemed like he donned that mask uh, in the past for a while. Yes, because it looks like he's he found the mask in the in his in car. car garage. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was his car his, garage. His cars, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all of them are his cars. He's right. super rich. Yeah, right. but he remember he told him he was like, yeah, why not? You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just, and I was wondering why he hid it too. It's kind of like, why yep. would you want to? What is the significance of the mask? Is yes, what I'm curious about. Why is it? Why does he feel the need to put it on? Yes, as of now, I was thinking the same thing. There, are, there is no MCU reason. Why it has the mask as a as just outside of it looking. There's really, a reason really for everything cool. in MCU. Don't fuck with me right. on that. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely a reason. Um, it's purple, and one of the Infinity Stones is purple. It's an Infinity Stone. <laughs> he is the Power Stone. Yeah. Um, he steals a car and gets into safety, and I love again a callback to a joke when they jump in the car when when Sam's like uh, when Sam's like you're not going to move the seat, are you? Because <laughs> if you remember in Civil War. Yeah, Sam didn't move the seat, so that this is buggy this, that they were driving, right? And this is Bucky being like, "Oh, you didn't move the seat last time, so now I'm not gonna move the seat, just <laughs> like you didn't move it for me." Payback's a bitch, isn't it? <laughs> and this is where I say Sharon is clearly up to has her own motives. When she doesn't leave with them, she joins them up with someone else, one of her own peeps, who just happens to be close by. Hmm, what's going on, hmm. Sharon? What's going on? We go back to Carly and, and the Flag Smashers. Again, we find out more information about them, about the fact that, like I said, people got put out into the streets when everyone came back, you know, and everyone got uh, uh, um, displaced and no one cared about them, even though they were hoarding a whole bunch of food, just sitting there. She even says you had six months of f- supply just sitting there. Yeah. You didn't even care about, about these things. So that's why she kind of wants to kind of uh, 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 make an example. And she blows up the building with people inside. And like, even the guy was like, even her own people, like, yo, you're damn, there are people in there. Clearly, she didn't tell them because the guy even said, Are you taking your car? And she says, No. So she didn't tell anybody. No, she, she was just, like, Put on your seatbelt. Yeah, That's right. about to happen. Yeah. Right. 
So she's like just making enemies everywhere. Again, I get it. They were holding food, but damn, did you have to kill them all? And that's exactly, and that that's the point when it's like not your, that's when you're the villain, you know, mm-hmm. like we can make, we can sympathize for you all the way up until that point. Mm-hmm. And it's like a second you do that, that's when you step into extremism mm-hmm. and terrorism mm-hmm. and you all of your reasoning is now thrown out the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one's going to listen to you or take you seriously after mm-hmm. that. And yeah, now everyone's going to be down, down mm-hmm. your neck. I, I like the idea that they put this like young woman as the like leader of the flag smashes. Because when you have this super strength, does it matter your build, your physique? You, go, you know, like that makes no difference. Yeah. You know, once you have super strength. So I like the idea of them casting someone like her as a villain. Because I think she plays a good, she does a good job of selling it to me. Mm-hmm. Like her passion, her anger, her frustrations, and just that villainy. I think, I believe it. Yeah. You know, I think she No, that, it. see, that I believe. I believe her. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got a good scene. Uh, when they on the plane ride to Riga, Riga is the locations where the flag smashes were last seen. So they're on Zima's plane to to get there. When Sam talks about wondering whether the shield is is worth it, you know, this whole episode talks about symbolism, and even Zima earlier on talks about the idea that symbols are dangerous because when you make something or someone a symbol, it becomes perfect and has no faults and no flaws. And then we put everything on it. We don't ever question. And that's Zima's whole problem, right? Is that when you look at superheroes, we look at them as faultless. And and, and, and because we look at them as faultless, we'll let them get away with anything. And so Samuel questions, maybe I should destroy this shield because this shield can end up representing so much negativity if it's used the wrong way. Maybe it's just best to destroy it. And Bucky's like, yeah, but before you do that, I'm going to take it back from that motherfucker that has it. Don't get me started <laughs> with that guy. <laughs> And I, and I love that, you know, and I and I like that idea of this series talking about what does it mean to be a symbol? What did it mean to be Captain America? It's not what this new Cap is doing. You know, even his friend, fucking uh, Battlestar, is like, yo, man, can you chill? Like, yeah, right. Maybe I know you want to do some under the under books work now, but maybe uh, we should think about what we're doing here. And And, and that's the difference between. Uh, and and this guy, he's all about you know following. He even says, "Well, if we catch them, will the government care about how we do it?" He's all about doing things for the government, but yet he's doing things the wrong way. Whereas Steve is all about doing things the right way and for the right reasons, and constantly questioning that, constantly. Um, in Riga, Zemo talks about, like we said, the fact that Sokovia was cannibalized, and that's another thing, right? Did anyone ask how Sokovia was doing? There's all this stuff that was happening. We saved you from Ultron. I was going to say, I feel bad because I didn't even ask how Sokovia was doing, <laughs> even during WandaVision. Right. Like, so how are you guys uh, holding up since then? Since like destroying your entire city. It's like, nope. Uh, yeah, Sorry. our country doesn't exist anymore. That's what happened. We were cannibalized by neighboring countries. I wonder if, again, this is the Marvel nerd uh, 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 overthinking detective in me. Is this a little tease at Doctor Doom and Latveria? Because we know Marvel has a Fantastic Four back, and we know the Fantastic Four coming in some way. Yes, this, this is confirmed. Could, yep. This could, maybe not a direct thing, but this could be a bridge they would later use and say, "Hey, one of those countries was Latveria." It's a nice wink, at least. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. But what we get next is more than a wink. We get a, a clear showing of a, a cameo, or unexpected cameo. Though as soon as I saw the beads, I was like, "Ah, huh? is that Marvel? Don't do this to me." 
Is that Black <laughs> Panther related? I don't know. I don't want to get excited because I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't place them. I'm like, why do these look familiar? This is driving me nuts. <laughs> At first the, the first thought, and it is adds obviously it's it's in the Disney family, mm-hmm. but not <laughs> Marvel was the uh, the little knob from uh, Mandalorian that oh. Baby Yoda keeps <laughs> oh, taking baby. off on screen. <laughs> Crossover. Like, why are the exactly yeah i'm like why are these little knobs all over the place i don't understand i i recognize them because when black panther came out i was super fascinated with those beads and i wanted to get some and I, mm-hmm. but then i found out that i couldn't buy any that i had holographic properties and i was like god damn it what is the point if they can't have holograms pop out from them, like the movies? technology yeah right i'll wait i will wait and so as soon as I saw that, I saw it. And it was great to see uh, uh, one of the Black Panther Dora Milaje's Aya. She has been in like every single Black Panther movie appearance at this point. Mm-hmm. Because she's always by, she was always by T'Challa's side. At yeah. this point, she's in more appearances than T'Challa. She, <laughs> technically speaking, she's had the most appearances. And it was a nice little touch because like, again, like Sam had said, they still want, they still want Zemo for killing their previous king they're not gonna let yeah. that go you think the wakandas will let that go no and i think bucky has obligations to them because they helped him so you know like he's gonna have to deal with that and they're like well we gave you a new arm we helped you the brainwashing yeah. you're just gonna just say no to and us now you're hanging out with this, this guy yeah you know behind our back after everything that they that's exactly where this is gonna lead come on white wolf Come mm-hmm. on, White Wolf. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we take that back now. <laughs> we'll take the name back, too. Should have never said that. This guy. Being hospitable here. <laughs> too much. But we are halfway through this season of the show. I'm excited. I'm enjoying it so far. Three more episodes left. Anyway, thank you, Mike, as always. Thank you, Uncle Steve. Have you guys been enjoying Falcon and the Winter Soldier so far? Let us know your thoughts. Find us on social media at The Nerdy Bunch. Check out our other reviews. We're currently doing a weekly review for Amazon Prime series Invincible. It's a really good show, Mike. If you haven't, ch- you haven't checked it out, check it out. Really like I have it. seen some clips and it looks nuts. It is. I as think nuts. I do want to watch it. Yeah. It is as nuts as you think it is. And it's based on a graphic novel, which is in my top three non Marvel DC uh, uh, category of graphic novels. Absolutely fantastic. And I think they're doing a great, great job adapting it into an animated series. Also produced by Seth Rogen, who provides a voice for it too. That was cool. fun. Yes, there's actually look at the voice cast. There's so many uh, famous names you would recognize in the voice cast for that that I'm not going to list it out here. Just check out Invincible on IMDb, and you're going to be like, "What?" Yes, it's cool. that good of a cast. Anyway, my name's English Dave. Thank you for listening, and as always, Mike, keep it nerdy. Peace.